Well, you know, here we are in February, yes. and Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, really? So, so I just I decide I'm going to be really romantic. Oh, okay. And before we start this podcast, I'm going to sing to you, Brian Adams. You know it's true. Could my gift be that you don't? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gear 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 Gear. That is my worst echo ever. A <laughs> <laughs> peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. We are your hosts, starting with to the left, a Benjamin. Very- Oh. And to the right. A very disappointed Heather. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to start off with some pizzazz. Some 80s pizzazz. <laughs> Watch out, the synthesizer's coming. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's no Speaking this of one. 80s and high tech, I got a high tech episode for you today. Do you now? So what have you been, uh, what have you been meddling in over there? Meddling. Speaking of meddling, there's so many segues today. <laughs> and not the little vehicle that everybody crashes and then comes in to see me for. Yeah, segue fail. Google ouch. it. Thank me later. Ooh, thank you. I thank you now. <laughs> so uh, I was thinking, I got myself a, a new-to-me car. Okay. That, you know, I, I, ha- I drove as probably mentioned previously, but hey, let's just keep rehashing things. I drove a 1997 Honda Accord up until just a couple years ago. Well, that's because your husband kept it running. Yes, Sorry he about did. That. No, it was great. It was <laughs> awesome. Um, and I was really funny because the car ran great, super comfortable, loved that car. But I wanted all the little doohickeys in that infotainment system. That's what I wanted. Time to upgrade. And now I'm a little um, nervous. Yeah? You know, this... Well, this, this car isn't just new to you. This well, is a this new, one, yeah. new car. New, new, right? yeah. So, so bells and whistles, which is, you know, fabulous. And, and, you know, technology is really, really amazing. And it saves us a lot of, you know, energy and time. And it does a lot of stuff for us. But as... You Are know, you we've saying, talked about in the past, it's kind of scary. There's some scary stuff to it. So so this goes beyond the simple thing of saying, I no longer have a tape deck. Right. <laughs> Eight track. Right. So the thing that I kind of want to talk today mm-hmm. about is data collection. Ooh, that the sounds stuff that our sinister. cars are just silently tracking our every move. And then... Where does that go? So the, the tracking, the, the stuff that it's taking, you know, taking down is, is called tele, telemetrics. So this is like cell phone territory where they're... Uh, well, it's computer territory, sure. So your car is probably the most state-of-the-art computer that you own. Yeah, it's got several computers in it. It's got a ton of microprocessors, yeah. So, you know, I was sitting here thinking about that. I was like, this is cool, but what kind of data is it collecting? And where does it go? I don't know and, if I like where this is going. And do I have any control over it whatsoever? And I have some answers. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. I, so, I, ho- I hope anyway. So the first thing I did, you're going to be very proud of me. I wanted to see what it said in my owner's manual. 
Oh, about, about data the, collection. The data collection, yep. And uh, nothing. Nothing in there, huh? Nothing in there. So, I mean, there's not a lot of details in there. And your dashboard certainly isn't going to tell us anything, right? It's not saying, hey, by the way, your phone book contacts are going out to blah, blah. You know, it doesn't say that. It's just, you know, doing your nav and all of that stuff. So I I looked at several websites, and so I'm just going to kind of cite them now. Sure. But um, the biggest one was the Washington Post had a pretty awesome article a year or two ago, uh, Jeffrey Fowler wrote that. So thank you, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey. And that's with a G E O Geoffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, another awesome website was it's called hackin nine H A K I N number nine.org. So that was a good one. Um, and there's definitely uh defensive driving.org, you know, and then there's, I mean, really, if you, just look in data collection in your car, you're going to come up with a thousand things. So those are just some of the big ones that I kind of look for. So um, It's not what, a topic we actually really think about when, no, when it comes to our cars, do we? No, we just love it. We just plug in and go. Mm-hmm. So Jeffrey Fowler uh, was curious about this. And so he and a couple of his buddies, they got a borrowed uh, Chevy Volt <laughs> and they hacked into it. Okay. Now, this took several hours because they had to get through the dashboard to the car's computer. So this is not something that, you know, they had to have screwdrivers and circuit boards and a lot of time um, to get through there. So this is not Not something that really a lot of us need to worry about a a hacker doing because there's that physical access that needs to happen. Um, and unfortunately, when they wanted to put it back together, they had to take it to the shop to get the um, infotainment center <laughs> reset. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine being that shop owner, like, wait, you want me to do what? <laughs> right. So the first thing that uh, Jeffrey Fowler kind of looked for was, you know, what are the federal laws? And there really are no federal laws that regulate what automakers can collect and what they can do with this driving data. So that's a little scary. I'll come back up to like law and policy a little bit later. But um, again, we kind of talked about this. They're not equipped with just one computer. There are several different computer systems. They're all interconnected with microprocessors. And this all generates up to 25 gigabytes a day of data per hour from all of these sensors. What happens to said data? And so when they kind of hacked in, they wanted to see, well, what are they collecting? What do they find? So obviously, every destination that you go to, that's marked. Mm -hmm. And obviously, how long you spend at said destination. So those two-hour-long Dairy Queen visits, noted. (laughs) Wait, that's totally legit, man. It takes me a long time to eat a blizzard. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, They also found, um, you know, like phone logs that included their contacts, all of the contacts info, like emails and addresses if it's in your phone, and your pictures. You know, that funny picture that you put up of your friend? Boom, picture now included. You can get that? Yes, it's all in there. So um, other stuff that you can find in in your car... um, let me see. I'm very organized, you guys. You should see this super organized piece of paper. It's like a uh, a criminal investigation over <laughs> it here. It is. It is. We've got notes. We've got lots of notes. They're scribbled upon and crossed out. So, you know, obviously anything that's really, I mean, if you plug your smartphone in 
anything that's in your smartphone can theoretically be transmitted to the, the car's computer and then tracked and or collected. Tracked by who? The collected car company. by who? The car company. So uh, Fowler contacted several of the largest car makers, and none of them, talking to their customer service and data collection specialists, none of them like offer up. Like, here you go, customer. Here's a dashboard upon which you can see all of the data that's being collected. You can download your data. You can control it. No, none of them have that. So that's a big deal. The other thing that he notes in this article is pretty cool. Um, It's cool and scary. Of course, all of this is cool and scary. So General Motors did this experiment where they track. So they they got like 90,000 volunteers volunteer drivers and they put them in their car and they let them do some sort of road trip thing. And they just let them only have a radio and they kind of tracked their musical tastes and then they tracked where they went. So now it's like GM marketplace. They have this information. So theoretically and probably already happening, they can decide when in your car to throw up a commercial for Timmy, you know Tim Hortons when you're driving by it with a coupon or something so that you'll stop and go there. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't like that. I know. Me no likey. Me no likey either. So I thought that was really So this creepy. would be like, the, the commercial would be like over the whatever radio station you're listening to? Yeah. Or it would have to be like... Um, I don't know if like Pandora series, I, like I don't know um, exactly like how how they would manage that. Because I don't think that they can, you know, control, you know, the radio, local yeah, radio stations. It's not going to be the ra- radio airwaves. No, it had to be some sort of digital platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's coming. Ugh. Here it comes. But if you get a Tim Hortons, you know, coupon, that's pretty cool. I'm buying a 32 Ford Coupe as my daily driver. I know. <laughs> so if you think about it, um, this this article was written in t- 2019. So they were talking about the year 2020 that has just passed and almost literally almost 100% of new cars come with some sort of built-in internet connection. So this is a good thing, right? It's a good thing because it's improving your safety. I suppose it depends on your view of the internet. (laughs) Well, I mean, these, some of these things, you know, there's this lane assist because they can kind of, you know, the, the computers sensors, you know, they can kind of see if somebody is, if you're going out of the lane, if somebody's in your blind spot, all the GPS safety features, and then you can get a service alert. Probably there's recall alerts. I have not seen any of that yet. And eventually it's going to anticipate your needs, you know? So those are Good. Those are good things. Good Um, question mark. (laughs) The good or bad is that it's tracking your driving habits now. Well, the insurance companies do this already, but you have to agree to it, though. Right. It's opt-in. With that little device. But, but, you know, your car, the automaker, is already tracking what's going on with your driving habits. So do they sell that? Do they sell that to your insurance company? That could be a good thing if you're a very safe driver. But, you know, if you're late for work and you're breaking and turning and doing all this crazy stuff, could that impact your insurance? So that could be like a good or a bad kind of thing. Now, let me ask you a question that mm-hmm. perhaps maybe you don't know the answer to. <laughs> Probably. Um, but so they're tracking all this information. Now, 
how do the manufacturers, because when I think of a car, I think of like nuts and bolts and all computers, it's all self-contained. Um, and sure, it's got Bluetooth and whatever, but how do the auto manufacturers get the information from your car without plugging anything into it. Have I explained that I'm a nurse practitioner and not an <laughs> IT specialist? Uh, I did not research that part. I assume that there's some sort of Wi-Fi connectivity that it just downloads it, you know, okay. periodically to whatever platform they're using. And that's the next thing we're going to have to research is how they get it and can we disable it? Well, I already have that part, so oh, maybe right. you could just be patient and quit interrupting me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just going to go get some food. You guys let me know Perfect. when you're all done here. Bring me back something good. Um, so the bad part about this, obviously, is can this be shared with your insurance companies, the government? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I was thinking about, like, our employers. So, like, what if you're... You know, like I'm a healthcare professional. So what if my car is always at McDonald's? <laughs> is that like, am I going to get, you know, a little, hey, girl, maybe your cholesterol should be, you know, uh, or you're at the bar all the time. Like, is your employer going to be like, hmm, you were at the bar at 630 this morning and here you are at eight. I wonder what's going on there. You know, like that's something that could be shared. Um, some things that they're kind of already using is you've got these cameras in the car. And so um, the police could get that information. And if you were in a motor vehicle accident, they could figure out whose fault it was. Yeah, they kind of do that already with right. the uh, black box, so to speak, of, yeah, of your car. Exactly. So um, that could be good. And then obviously the bad stuff is like if they can if they can hack into your phone, they can hack into your bank account, your credit card information, that kind of stuff. That's all kind of scary stuff. So, um, yeah, that's a little creepy, right? A little. So this stuff is, is apparently, you know, obviously this is all downloaded and exported back to the manufacturer. And the bad part is that the manufacturer has the control to say, who else does it go to? Do they sell this information to marketing companies? You know, do they sell it to whoever, you know? Oh, there's all kinds of privacy implications with this. Absolutely. So um, one other little part here that I thought was interesting being an automotive repair, you know, I'm not the automotive repair professional, but you may find this interesting, sir. Um, the Auto Care Association is adv advocating for repair shops to be able to have access to this to some of these, these systems because it will give you better diagnostic abilities. Um, and, and that will give the customers more choices in terms of what they want to do with their car. And if you can get access to that information just by downloading something off of their car instead of ripping their car apart, it's going to save them money. So all that sounds really good. But then again, you know, the, the car makers are like, no, 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 this is a security and a privacy issue. Yes, it is. So if you won't let, I mean, it's like, wait a second, you won't let these guys have it, but you will let, you know, Schmojo over here have it. Yeah, it also, it also brings up the proprietary argument, too, that um, aftermarket manufacturers have had to battle against for years, where the automakers are saying, no, 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 this is our information, you can't have it. Right, right. So, so looking into that, so if you look into the privacy statements and the, 
the terms of use for the data collection, um, it's very open-ended. So it's the language is, is something like, you know, the, the types of information collected may include but are not limited to <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So, you know, that's like, that's like in the, uh, I always laugh at my, um, you know, my job description because it's always like this, 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 and other duties as assigned. That could be anything. <laughs> so literally, it could be anything. So it's very open-ended. Um, and the other thing is that most of this is opt-in. So, I mean, most of this is opt-out. So you're already automatically enrolled in all of it. You have to go through the steps that that are whatever they are, depending on the car maker, to opt out. And of course, nobody knows that they need to opt out of anything, right? Exactly. They figure they're just driving their car, going to and from work, minding their own business. Right. Spending two know. hours at Dairy Queen, it's fine. Um, so the, the, the legislators are actually thinking about this and they're, they're trying to work on it. So California, our friends in California, they have a California Consumer Privacy Act, and this actually passed in 2018. And I think that they're, they, they've been, um, you know, Silicon Valley, of course, has something to say about it. So they're, you know, reforming it and doing some stuff. But this passed in 2018. And this actually is an internet-based internet thing, not specifically for cars, but it grants web users the right to see the personal data that websites and social media sites and things like that are collecting. And they can stop it from being sold. Oh, good. If you look up that California Consumer Privacy Act, you can see all the things that it does. And it's a lot. So that's really great. Um, that's, it's, a, it's a good step. We just need other states to adopt it. Because it's only for California residents. Yeah, on, I kind of figured this would be a state-by-state a state, um, legislative battle. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about, I, I kind of looked up more stuff. Like, what else? What else can your car collect about you? So obviously your contact information, we talked about that email address, um, you know, emails from your other people, their photos. It's going to see your emails, your personal emails. It's going to see your texts. Well, the car is. The car is. The com car's computer. No one else is going to see my emails, are they? And it, it downloads all of it over. They can't I mean, look at my emails. These are potential things that oh, the car potential. sees. Potential. Okay, yeah. I got you. I mean, I don't, I don't see Toyota going. Oh yeah, I need to see her, <laughs> her emails. You know, <laughs> what's I'm, all this spam? I need to see it. <laughs> I need to know what Amazon shipments are happening <laughs> right now. Um, so yeah, your emails and texts. Um, you know, you're, you got your seat sensors. Like sometimes when I throw my bag onto my seat. Oh yeah, it gets it mad engages, at you. It engages that airbag mm -hmm. and then it's like, uh, you need to put your seatbelt on, right? Right. So that's a safety thing, but also it's calculating your weight. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> we are post-holidays here, people. <laughs> We're pulling it together. Just leave us alone. Uh, it's looking for your music preferences. Okay. That makes sense. And... <clears throat> It's going to find your home address because we're going to program that in because that makes really it really easy to get home from wherever we end up. So it can nav us home. Yep. And now there's your home address. And uh, workplaces and all the other places that you frequently go, which we kind of talked about. It actually can tell you if you wear your seatbelt regularly or not. So there's another insurance thing. There's oh, another... Come on, people. Just You should be doing that all the time anyway. Right. And then... 
some of the newer cars, like the Teslas, they actually have a camera pointed at the driver to monitor for distracted driving. Like, are you looking at your phone? Are you scrounging around between your seats for French fries? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And your eyes are not on the road. That's crazy. That makes Lover's Lane a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully the car's off. Um, So I was... uh, I was thinking about, okay, so that's all stuff that is potentially downloaded to these automakers, potentially sold on, who knows. But then, you know, what's our big fear? Hackers, right? Like, we're scared of hackers. Yeah, we talked about that in, um, oh, don't mention self-driving car, otherwise uh, it might make an appearance. (laughs) I apologize in advance. (laughs) No, so... Hackers, what what could they potentially have um, access to, right, in your car? So I was looking at this because, of course, I love being scared. Here you go, guys. Here's some fear for you. Um, So they would have access to your tire pressure monitoring system, which means they could, you know, pop up a warning light. Okay. Scary. So you have a warning about your tire pressure. So maybe you pull over to make sure it's not flat and you're in a dark, scary street boom. Oh, okay. That's Scary. not good. Not good. Um, uh, and it can track you like your tire pressure monitoring system. It can just kind of track where you're going. Um, it can disable your brakes because of all the different microprocessors, all those different sensors. It can theoretically stop your engine. Yeah. I would imagine that. Uh, it can manipulate your diagnostic information, which okay. is going to be a pain in the butt for you guys. Uh, it can manipulate your windshield wipers, which, you know, if it's snowing and salty out, that's not great. Um, it can change your time. Now you're late for everything. <laughs> can change your music. Now you're listening to some crazy stuff you didn't want. Well, that's my worst fear right there. It can manipulate your heat and AC. <laughs> it can, uh, they could possibly get in and change your GPS destination. And now you're in Tennessee. Now I probably can, um, keep your doors locked, right? That Lock would you be in scary. The car? Like that's really scary. I don't know. I was thinking about that because that's a, another thing, right? Like, can you open your car door always from the inside? Well, not necessarily because that's what the kitty locks are for, right? So your kid can't just do that? I mean, if you have a car, and I, I'm trying to think of a car that doesn't. Like your driver's like side a, should a always. A knob or something that you can push, pull, or maneuver to make sure that the car's unlocked regardless of what the computer does. We may have to go like There's investigate always like a, this an override. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it should be. It's just like, you know, I, I know they didn't always have this, but inside your trunk, there's a trunk release so that if you, you know, wake up with duct tape across your mouth, you should at least be able to release yes. that trunk. Yeah. That's not a hacker thing. The mobs gave us Just that. Thank, thank you, mobs. Just <laughs> thank you, mafioso. Um, any malware downloads, that can affect your car. So like if you download something onto your phone, you plug your smartphone into your car, that could affect your car, you know? Um, so the odds are pretty low, obviously, right now that you're going to be hacked because these, you know, the, the elite hackers... They do not care about turning on your windshield wipers when there's no rain, you know. Most of these people are just doing it for, like, entertainment, maybe malice, just kind of dumb. But um, most of the hackers, like, what they need is physical access to your car. Like, they need physically to be able to get into that circuit board 
to do anything. Um, they would need lots of equipment. They would need lots of time and they would need the expertise to do it. And the people who have this kind of expertise do not care about the average person. But in the future. Yeah, I suppose there's a, it's probably I mean, if if, if I don't know, I'm just trying to get inside the brain of a hacker, you're probably after financial gain or some sort of right political or whatever uh, cause hacking into a car is not a good way to get either of those no. things. So. No. But let's talk about what can we do to sort of have some control uh, prevention. to limit, to limit this collection um, and just, you know, make ourselves a little, a little sl- safer sleep at night, you know, that type of thing. So obviously if you plug your smartphone into the car, Everything that you have on that smartphone is at risk. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I have a lot of stuff that goes kind of between my my laptop and my phone, especially if I plug those two together. Oh, yeah, and we're, we're all interconnected now. We are now. so connected. So um, one of the easiest things, clearly, is if you're returning a rental car or your car lease or you're selling your car, you need to clear your data. Just get it off of there. Um, there's an app called Privacy for the number four cars, and that offers directions for all different models to help um, clear those off. And do not forget to reset your garage door opener. Yes. You have that fabulous little thing. These people can very easily get into your house. Especially if you're selling your car as a private owner and some shady character that may not look so shady buys your car out of your driveway. Right. And you forget to, um, you got to clear all that stuff. Clear the uh, Mm -hmm. garage. Yeah. That's, that could be dangerous. Absolutely. Um, and you'll find that information on how to do that in your owner's manual. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you know, and that, that app is a good app. Um, another like quick, easy thing that I'm about to go do right after this is you don't program your actual home address into the GPS. Get get a landmark, get an intersection, you know, that's nearby. Use that as your home because Pro- that'll get program, you close enough. Program the, the your local PD, uh, police station as your <laughs> home address. <laughs> Just make it less accurate for potential thieves to get it, right? Um, the other thing you can do is turn your Wi-Fi and Bluetooth off if you're not in your car. So disconnect it so that um, the hackers don't just have free flow of, of being able to jump in there and, and That's get That's a good it. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing, the other good thing to do, so if your car gets hacked, they can open the door at the Target parking lot. You shouldn't have anything identifiable in your glove box. I'm super guilty. You're guilty. We've got our insurance. We've got our registration. We've got all that in our glove box. I guess the the new and best thing to do is you take a picture of it, put that locked up safely in your house, so now it's not in your car. So people can't find your home address because they've got your car. They can find your home address. They can hit your garage door opener. They're in. So you digitize Digitize it, uh, and records. law enforcement will accept that those electronic documents. Oh, that's cool. I know. So I kind of like that. Plus, then it doesn't sit on my dining room table for eight years while I remember to put it in. <laughs> Let's be honest. Ninety-five percent of us need to clean out our glove box anyway. I have so many napkins. <laughs> if anyone needs napkins, I'm your girl. Uh, what else can we do? Um, stay on top of your vehicle recalls. So um, there's some. Um, uh, 
different recalls that have happened for cybersecurity attacks and different things like that. So you can kind of see if your vehicle is at risk and then follow whatever you need Just to do like to our fix com- it. Yeah, our computers and our cell phones, mm-hmm. make sure we keep them up to date. And um, instead of necessarily like um, plugging your smartphone directly in your car and using like that infotainment system, you should use like Android Auto or Apple CarPlay because those um, those apps have really good security to them so that they're not as easily hackable as your your phone just in your infotainment system. Okay, I got you. So that's all the high-techy stuff. Here's something super low-tech. If you need to charge your phone, just use your car lighter with a USB charger. Yeah, use the... Just use um, that. The AC jack port or whatever. That doesn't even connect... That does not connect your phone to your car's computer. Um, If you're going to buy a new car, talk to the dealer about, like, how the connection services, like... What are they? Are they opt in? Are they opt out? And how and, do I opt out? And how do you turn it off? Yeah. You know, you may not be able to turn off everything, but you may be at least able to turn off the location services, which is pretty important, I think. Um, the, the my favorite thing is, or just buy an older car that doesn't come with that. <laughs> I was wondering when you were getting there. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to drive the '51 Chevy from now on. That's right. No seatbelts, but only, whatever. <laughs> You ain't going to hack into my 51 Chevy. It's not going to know how much I weigh. It's <laughs> very important. And you know what? As a, as a public service from our hearts to yours, check out our Facebook and Instagram for sure. We'll maybe put it on our website. Maybe the Twits. I don't know. But we will put the phone numbers so that you can contact the different automakers if you want to opt out. Oh, that's a great idea. So we'll, we'll gather those numbers together and put those up for you. Yep. You're welcome. So, you know, just a little taste. There's so much more out there if any of this piques your interest. Well, and it sounds like this is a uh, evolving topic. Ever just evolving. Given, just given how many different states are going to have uh, regulations on this. and It needs to. Yeah, I know that. You that... Said, and you said the Washington Post story came out in 2019? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So not, not terribly long ago, but I mean... Jeez. Well, I guess we better stay. Uh, we better stay on this topic too, and uh, if we find any more helpful information, we can get that out to our uh, podcast listeners. I'm sure our podcast listeners m- know a lot. There's some definitely super savvy people out there who probably have some better information. Hook us up. Yeah, let us know. Send it. You know where to find us on the Facebook, on the Twitter at Shown Auto. That's S C H O E N. Can see us on our website www.shownauto.com Instagram, yep No TikToks, because we're terrible at that But you should like us Please like us, please rate us, please review us Yeah, give Um, us some love Give us some love And have a great week And we will catch you next time Bye